You're listening to the Casual Swinger Podcast. As your host, we need to warn you that the material you're about to hear may be sexual or explicit in nature. This podcast is intended for an adult audience. Now, we don't expect you to act like adults. What's the fun in that? We're a married couple living in Florida with over 13 years of experience in the lifestyle, and we take almost nothing seriously. Casual Swinger is a variety show, meaning we'll cover everything from music to events, travel, and even the occasional hilarious screw-up. Our show is about entertainment. We're not licensed professionals. Not anything. And our stories, commentary, and guidance should not be confused with the opinions of a licensed professional. Now that you know, let's take those pants off and get comfy. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Casual Swinger. I'm Mallory. And I'm Mickey. And we're talking dates. Today, aren't are we, we? Are we going on a date? I, I fucking hope so. It's slutty summer, bitches. Oh, slutty summer. How's it going? Oh, my gosh. I'm frustrated. I think I've hit um a plateau, uh, a hump, a... A horror plateau. A pause. I wish. <laughs> you know, I can make a thousand excuses like work and life, which are valid at the same time, but like I'm a, I'm a woman on a mission. Mm-hmm. I'm just having some struggles. So, and now I'm feeling the pressure because I have my surgery date booked for August. Uh-oh, shit's going down, folks. It's getting real. And, you know, I'm going to be out of commission for a little bit, right? Right. And while so I'm are healing, you still going to be able to do this or am I going to have to find another co-host while you're recovering? I can do this. Okay. <laughs> this is fine. I just can't be like jostled and jiggled and rammed. You know oh, what okay. I mean? So you can't be on all fours, tits flying all over the place. No, for a no, while. no, no, no. Yeah. Nope. That is, that is an illegal move. I'm, I'm hoping it's just for, you know, a few weeks, but we'll see. You know, I've obviously never done this before. So, you know, here's hoping, but I, you know, I'm just, I'm just a little frustrated. Um, you know, I am talking to a few potential guys. Thank you very much. You've been kicking a few over the fence for me to help because I got, you know, I think I exhausted my resources in the apps. Uh, you know, I mean, you really weren't, you're only kind of using one, right? You're using field, but. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm just a little opposed to Tinder because it doesn't allow me to like inherently identify as non-monogamous, I guess. And yeah, so you kind of have to lie. I, I don't feel like lying. I, I feel like I need to put it in there, but. I don't know how I feel about utilizing that for general public. And I know we have a lot of friends that have used it, especially for the hot wifing stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm just overthinking it. Maybe I do need to like jump in there and, and get to it. But even the guys like on field that like know I'm, you know, ENM, CNM, hot wife, mm-hmm. I just I'm jaded. I guess, yeah. because I've started so many conversations and I'm fucking picky. You're just and gone. Like they're, well, they're. See, I can tell when you start to get jaded because you start to fall off on keeping up your end of the conversation. Yeah. You're like, you're going to suck anyway, so I'm just going to go. Okay, so how do I hear something? This is going to sound so bad. How do I get out of when I've decided this person's a potato and I'm no longer interested? You, sir, like, are a spud. I'm finding it really hard to exit. Like, how do you politely exit stage left? I have said, like, thanks, but no thanks. And then I'll get the reply, like, but I'm awesome or... I thought we had a connection, and I'm just like, what fucking planet are you on? Yeah, and I guess I get that, too, because, you know, I run interference for you on the regular sites, SLS, SDC, Cassidy, et cetera, uh, and I run interference for you, and I'm like, okay, Mallory might be willing to talk to somebody, but these are the things you need, and then, you know, you hear back from them, and they're like, okay. I'm like, 
<laughs> so you're a conversationalist, huh? <laughs> All right. You got, you're doing awesome. All right. Oh, so how anyway. did the pre-op go? Let's talk about your titties for a minute. Because everybody has been messaging us going, we uh, want to know more about Mallory's tits. Oh, uh, it's going great. Um, had a great uh, pre-op appointment with the doctor. Bless his heart. He, um, it was a surgery day for him, but it's the only day that worked in our schedules before that date because I'm traveling a lot for work. Um, so he drove all the way to an office that was convenient for us to be, go to um, to see us. So we're good to go. All yeah. the gates are down. All the gates are down. It's it's happening now. I'm starting to panic a little bit. I gave him his money. Yes. It's over. Yeah, they're like 95% paid. <laughs> like, yeah. It's yeah. happening. I don't know about your tits, but my ass hurts. I know. And I'm probably driving you crazy. And I'm like, what if they're too big? What if they're... What no, if you don't just, like them? Just stop. They'll be I'm, amazing. I'm starting to freak we'll out. We'll all love them. It's the all... listeners are agreeing with me. Right now, I can see them nodding along going, we love boobs. It's fine. Yeah. Thanks for the memories. Let's do this. Yeah, I think we're going to do like a story with the before, during, and after. Why not? Yeah. What else do we have to do? I came up with a great photo shoot, I think, for like my coming out party for my new titties. Oh, this is going to be great. Yeah. I don't remember what it is, so it'll be new to me, too. <laughs> This is the beauty of having six concussions, guys. Everything is new to me yeah. all the time. I'll give you a hint. It's, we're going to take it in the kitchen. Oh, okay. You, I still don't remember. You still don't remember. Okay. It'll That's be a okay. nice surprise. All right. I'm a very visual guy. But hey, you guys might notice if you listen to season one of episode four, something changed in season or rather season four. And what changed is we've got some ads that play on the show now. So don't get freaked out. We're not taking money from anybody. We're just kind of throwing some ads out there for people that we care about. So, you know, things like podcast up lose encore that's coming up. We have a great ad that Kate made for us that we threw in. We're going to do a better job. I think of, of sticking them in better places. I just kind of let the software do it and it didn't end well. So sorry about that. But uh, you know, what about Podcast Palooza Encore, honey? What do you, you got anything to tell people about? Oh, that? yeah, this is going to be a fucking awesome event. I'm sad that we're not going to be there. We just can't work it out. But everything that, you know, we're hearing, seeing that Kate's doing, because, I mean, obviously she puts her, you know, blood, sweat, and tears into oh, this. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a fantastic event. Um, it's being held in Dallas in November. And some awesome people like Average Swingers, Jay and Angie, and the Sweet Life Podcast are going to be there. So yeah, definitely check guys. it out. Yeah, if you're looking to travel and do, you know, a swinger event in the fall, um, that should be at the top of your list because PCAP in May in Miami was fucking unreal. Uh, it was awesome. That was one of the best times we've had in a long time. Amen. Another ad that you'll probably see before long is Amore Medical Clinic, and that's the Sick Dick Docs. So they do a lot more than sick dicks. I almost said suck dicks, but they do a lot more than sick dicks. <laughs> well, I mean, one of them might. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you never know, I, don't judge. safe bet Nicole does. But, uh, you know, things like the O-Shot for feminine incontinence, which I think is a huge deal after childbirth. Uh, you know, Nicole wrote a book actually called, what is it? Sometimes I laugh so hard tears run down my legs. Yeah. Which is just hilarious. But I think a lot of women actually deal with that issue. And she has a solution for that. They're also coming to the ASN Awards in September to offer some yeah. things like Trimix. And, and that's not uncommon with age either, because when you think about it, everything in your plumbing down there is held together by the connective tissue, which degenerates as you get older. So childbirth or not childbirth, like as you become a woman of a certain age, it's definitely something that does happen. Oh. So are you going to tell me that it's going to start smelling like pee? Because I'm going to have an issue with that. <laughs> I'm okay for now, okay. but I'm not opposed to getting the O shot if that no, becomes not an at issue. All. No, not at all. You know? I mean, you saw what they did to me. 
It was, it was something. But hey, they're also going to do something. If you're thinking about going to the ASN Awards, uh, which are coming up at Top Secret Resort in September down here in Orlando, they're also going to be doing hangover bags at Amore Medical, which I think <gasps> That's is awesome. That's right. That's right. IV bags. Yeah, hangover IV bags, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. No, when you think about an event like that, when it's a multi-day and you know you're going to be consuming an absorbent amount of alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Having having a, a quick hangover fix or at least assist there is not a bad idea. Right. And we got one more thing coming up in November, the last ride for a while. Oh, man, it's going down. Ugh, I'm so excited. I can't wait to get all these people back together for another Rascals Hedo trip. Dude, I mean, November's our home trip, right? It is. So I'm excited. I'm sad um, that it's going to be some time before we go, you know, back with the Rascals. You know, we're taking a hiatus, mostly based on PTO. We need to afford the time for ourselves to, to do other things. And, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll put together our own trip. We've been asked that. Um, by a lot of people, no, as of today, we don't have a casual swinger trip planned to go to Hito, but it doesn't mean it's out of the running. Yeah. We just don't have anything on the books yet. Exactly. And we we still love Jim and Rachel, right? I mean, if we do something, we're probably going to do something, you know, friendly with those guys because we'll always love them. They're family to us. But, Amen. you know, mm-hmm. nothing's wrong. We got a lot of questions from listeners yeah. like, oh, my God, did you guys have a fight with the Rascals? Fuck, no, we didn't have a fight with the Rascals. <laughs> we love them. Yeah, that's I, I I don't mean to laugh. But I just find it so funny that, that people would assume something like that. No, definitely not. We're good. We love those guys. They're going to continue having their three trips at a minimum every year, February, yeah. May and November. Uh, with or without us, which is great. They're a fantastic group of people. If you book with them and we're not there, you're still going to have a great time. Yeah. And November 2022 is going to be a takeover. So they're going to have the whole resort in 22. It'll be our first or first November without us in a long time. Yeah. So we'll definitely miss it. But I think it's going to be super, super, super cool. Yeah, I think they're going to have a lot of uh, value adds and extras for those folks. So very excited for them. Oh, yeah. And we talked for a second about the ASN Awards. Casual Toys is going to be a sponsor at the ASN Awards, which we're pretty excited about. I am. I think, you know, we've done shows in our vanilla lives, um, in our careers, and I'm, I'm really excited when we get the opportunity to do something like this because we're so passionate about the toy mm-hmm. store. So I, I love that we're, we're sponsoring a, a swinger event. You know, we started the toy store. I never realized we were going to love it as much as we do. Like, we have got heard from so many of you that we've made so happy and helped overcome issues or find products or toys that work for you. It's just so cool. Well, and you're so good at it. Like, in... Uh, your customer service hat when we're going to because you you truly care and I do too I'm just much more pragmatic and bulletized in my conversation I'm sure people who have talked to both of us can identify who's who because (laughs) you you emote and you put so much like words into it and I'm just I'm more succinct than that that sometimes it may actually read as a lack of emotion now that I think about it I should go talk to my therapist you're kind of an asshole (gasps) I am not an asshole (laughs) I just I'm goal oriented does that answer your question is that all you need are we done here (laughs) are we done now (laughs) right next anything else you want fries no okay bye no okay that's what (laughs) happens when Mallory mans the chat folks (laughs) there you go wow that's I it. suck. <laughs> you don't <laughs> suck. You're great. Well, you do suck, and it's fun. But we are going to have a table at ASN, which I think is going to be super cool. We'll be right down from our friends at Amore Medical, and you can buy some of those toys and condoms and lube that we're known for. But, you know, we're actually also up for a couple awards at are ASN. We? Yeah. So Casual Aww. Swingers up for an award, and we just found out that we're a finalist, which we can't Aww. tell you how much we appreciate, guys. We love you. We, we really, really do. Thank you. We still want you to vote for Kate because I think she deserves to win and she's worked so hard for it. But you know what? Casual Toys is up for best 
okay, adult so boutique. You should probably vote for casual toys. So you guys got to vote for us for that one because <laughs> I work my ass off on casual toys. Amen you have. And, and it matters to me. I think that we built the best damn store in the lifestyle. I, I think so too. And I think with our customer service mantra, like it's, it's legit. I've never seen anything else out there like it. And speaking of casual toys, you just announced a new program, which I'm super proud of. I, I've, I'm just the sounding board for this one. This is your baby, but I think it's genius. I love it. It's called the Casual Creators Program. And what it's for, it's for creators on all the platforms. So OnlyFans, ManyVids, Pornhub, you know, you guys. Chatterbait. Yeah. Chatterbait. You take, yeah, take your pick. But all of you out there that are in this space seem to have wish lists. And the wish lists are always Amazon wish lists. And the reason they do it is because Amazon does a good job of protecting your personal information as a creator because the person that's buying stuff for you can't see where it's going. Mm -hmm. So when we realized that's all that was really happening, we built it into casual toys and we call it casual creators. So what happens is you give out this wish list, which is based on our store and we can help you get that set up. It's creators.casualtoys.com, but you get that set up. Your wish list protects your data. So you're, you're absolutely protected from your customers and you get paid. So they buy you stuff and you make money, which I think is pretty cool. So if you're a creator, reach out to us and find out more about that special bonus. A hundred percent. And you were very particular when you said creator, because this could be, you know, other podcasters, like you said, only fans, bloggers, what, you know. Sure. Anybody that wants a wish list in yeah. this space that, that is a creator, it would work for podcasters too. But honestly, most of the podcasters just use the affiliate program and yeah, that's they, true. they get a couple bucks that it's way. True, but, but we do have a few podcasters that have OnlyFans. That's too. true too. Yeah, and not everybody wants you know to know where their dildo is going to be shipped. Yeah, it's probably not. Yeah, a thing. love our listeners, but I'm not going to give you my home address for Christmas cards yet. Yeah, well, anyway, so now that we got that all out of the way, we're going to break and come back with a discussion on 51st swinger dates. First, not really first, just they're all seem kind of the same, right? Is there more to do than just dinner and drinks? I don't know, but I think we're going to talk about it and uh, give them a few ideas here and maybe tell a story or two. Yeah. Because I think, I think we got a couple good ones in there. How are we going to cap this thing off? Well, and you found this great article that we haven't had a chance to talk about. So definitely stick around. We're going to do a swinging in the news. This one's very entertaining. It's about a journalist that covers a reopening of uh, a swing club in Europe. I can't remember where in Europe, Denmark, maybe? Copenhagen. Okay. And she uh, really, really gets into the story. Wink, wink. Hint, oh, yeah. Hint. I think some part so. of the story got into her. Uh-huh. We're going to talk Dirty. about that and we get back here in just a second. But before we go, the time you guys all know and love. Mallory, tell everybody where to find us. Hey, we are Casual Swinger Everywhere. That is casualswinger.com feel free to shoot us a message at podcast at casualswinger.com we both get those love us want to say something nice you can uh post a review on itunes we appreciate that and uh i don't know why i fucking ask but hey i like affirmation that's why (laughs) Um, we're also on social media uh that's twitter facebook youtube and instagram and if you want to check out the dating sites and get to know us a little more uh that is uh double date nation cassidy uh Blanking um, SLS SDC. <laughs> See, even Mallory flubs it from time to time. Folks, we'll be back right after this with more on 51st Swinger Dates. You've been listening to Casual Swinger.
everybody. Welcome back to Casual Swinger. My name is Mickey. And I'm Mary. And I know it's only been like three seconds, and you guys probably knew who it was anyway, but we <laughs> do this every time we come back from a segment. Get fucking used to it. Yeah, well, they better be used to it after this long. 68 <laughs> episodes in, I bet they're used to it. So let's talk about 51st Swinger Dates, okay? Uh, we've talked about this and doing this episode a few times because we go on a lot of dates, and one of the things I want to put out here first and foremost, is we're going to kind of talk about this from our perspective. Yes. From a casual swinger perspective, meaning that we don't generally go out with people with the explicit intent of just having sex with them. So it's not just about how attractive they are. It's not just that they're there. It's not just that we can. Right. Right. We look for a little more. We look for a better connection. We look for, I don't know, that thing that we can't always put our finger on or in. Yeah. Right. It's it's just yeah. more than that. Yeah. And that makes dating hard. The real world caters to couples. Yeah, it it does. And I it, it's not a one size fits all, not from our tactic. And you're right. The the types of activities available are for monogamous dating. Right. And we've we've done a pretty good job of taking events like that and pivoting them to make it interesting for a four way date. Right. Yeah. Because um, you think about it, even like vanilla folks go out with other people, but. You know, and, and have a good time. I'm sure, you know, bowling is a lot of fun. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it kind of is, I guess. But it's not really a good swinger day. Like, hey, honey, you want to see where I put these fingers? I can do this to you later. Oh, gross. Hot damn. No, no, no. Two in the pink, actually, one in the stink? Um, Actually, that does sound like fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, um, actually, I should never go on a date that has any anything competitive because I am super competitive. You like are. our first date, you beat my ass. I in did. Darts. I didn't even care about getting to know you. I just wanted to beat you. No, you straight up beat my ass. But you know, swinger dates are kind of like Groundhog Day, it, it, and I at least for us, and it's always kind of the same thing: chat, 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 talk, talk, exchange pictures, chat, chat. You're hot. You're pretty. Okay, let's. Hey, let's get dinner and drinks. Yeah. Or let's meet for drinks. And yeah. it's the same thing every fucking time. But you know what? That's okay. There's nothing wrong with sticking with what works, especially for the first date. Because it's neutral. It's common ground. It's something everyone's comfortable with. Well, and I think one of the reasons we do that is because we've had so many dates that we've tried to get creative and do something fun and interesting. And it didn't go well. Right? And you don't want to sure. kind of... And I tell you, one of the reasons why I think dinner and drinks works so frequently is once you get past that and you know that you have some compatibility and it works, maybe then it's okay to do something more creative because you don't want to ruin that experience and always associate it with a shitty date. That's fair. You know, so I think that is probably why we do it, but we're still going to throw some of this stuff out here for you because not everybody swings the same way. Not everybody does it like we do. Some folks like just hooking up and banging them because they're hot or they're willing or they're available. We're not judging you. There's no judgment here. If that's what you do, rock the fuck on. But who we're talking to today is the people that kind of do it the way we do, which is a little more casual, want to get to know people, and probably want to make friends. Yeah. And there's a, there's a few things that come into play there, right? And when we talk about, you know, these other options for swinger dates, and when you add that to our style, there's certain things that become an issue, like places that are fucking loud. Oh, my God. I mean, that's Especially be, for me. Yeah. Well, in, exactly. But in general, when we want to get to know them better, it's really hard to do it in a place that's very loud, for instance. And we'll go through a few examples there. But also, like, that that would absolutely limit our ability to connect because we want to have a conversation with them, right? So 
you know, then it begs the question, where do we go to have these experiences? And is it only limited to dinner and drinks? Yeah. And I think you hit on a really key point there, though, right? Anytime you go somewhere for a first time with somebody and you take one of your senses or two of your senses off the table, it becomes a lot more difficult. So uh, anywhere that's really loud, anywhere that's really dark, right? Yeah, You're going true. to take senses or dark and loud, which we'll get to strip clubs in a minute. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, when you talk about things like that, where in the hell should you go if there's all these gotchas and all these landmines? Sure. And should you consider the fact that, hey, where's the transition in this activity if playtime is warranted? I think we should always consider that. Maybe that's not the first date or maybe the first date is going so fucking well that it's it's all, it's on the table. Right. So how do you work that into the planning? Sometimes you just want to throw them in the backseat of the truck and go to work. Huh? Uh, that was my last date, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start with just, we're going to dig into some of our favorite dates here that can still be sexy and give you a chance to know your new friends a little better before deciding how you're going to transition. Yes. Well, starting with Old Reliable, the date in and day out, Groundhog Day of Swingers, dinner and drinks. Aye, aye, aye. And again, no sense of re, you know, reinventing the wheel when this does work. You know, again, we're going to go through some examples of stuff that could work that's different. But this fits into our KISS acronym. Mm, keep it simple, stupid. Yes. It's keep def- it simple, sexy. <laughs> and stupid. Uh, well, depending on who we're talking to, both uh, actually work. You know, we do love acronyms around here, don't we? We do. We're weird. Um, but it, it does work, you know, and it gives you an easy way to coordinate because sometimes coordinating the date can be a challenge depending on, you know, someone else's circumstances. For example, if they are parents, our kids are practically grown. We have more freedoms than maybe somebody else with younger children. Practically, that little fucker's more mature than we are. That's true. Wow, you really called us out there. I did. Fair enough, though. Anyway, like I was saying. You know, and logistics, right? Like you're you're not trying to be the one that covers the gap necessarily, you know, makes up if they, you know, have a ways to travel, maybe picking something in between. Sure. You know, dates at work, you know, there's a lot of things that play there, but the travel keeping, gap is a thing. Yeah. Especially and, for Well, yeah, it's we always live in the middle been of nowhere. That, yeah, for us. <laughs> but the travel gap is is really a thing. And I think we see that. And I think it's it's nice to offer to, to travel to see people, mm-hmm. especially if they do have childcare constraints, right? Like let's say they have a hard stop at 11 because that's when the babysitter leaves. Sure. Go closer to them. Be cool. Right. And we don't mind doing that. It's just something we don't necessarily want to make a habit of every time because no. it does it does become taxing, especially, you know, if we're talking round trip, it's 45 minutes to an hour from here and then, well, and then yeah. that turns into a whole thing. Well, that's why we just invite them back here to the casual compound and the cows there can watch go. us have sex on the lanai. Okay. If that's their thing, I mean, we have the perfect venue for it if you like being watched by cows that's right moo baby call me (laughs) but But no be mindful of the cost too it's not just that's a good one that is a great one because it's swinging and dating is expensive especially in orlando (laughs) well and it can be and it doesn't have to be extravagant you know and i'm sorry my my checking account doesn't want to afford that i'd rather save my money for you know other things a nicer hotel (laughs) right yeah but no, I, I do think that, we, you know, being mindful of cost means that maybe a first date, it shouldn't be something where like Fogo or Ruth Chris or something like that. Maybe you should do something a little more straightforward, a little simpler, 
a little more within reach for everybody because you don't necessarily know what their socioeconomic capabilities are because it's not something we talk about. It's not really sexy to talk about no. money with other swingers. No. So do something that you know is going to be cool for everybody until it's obvious that maybe either they have more high-end tastes or low-end tastes. Maybe they're beer and pizza kind of people. There's nothing wrong with that. I've had great sex with beer and pizza people. Hi, you married one too. I did. It was awesome. <laughs> did not and, suck. and the other thing is, and this sounds like it's common sense, but the inner romantic in me has made this mistake a couple times is get approval on the location. Like find a place, get the group to agree. I've tried to take the extra step thinking like in my head, you know, aren't I just the, the do gooder here? And it didn't exactly turn out great. So just well, a little tip there. I will tell you, I think maybe I have been guilty of, maybe picking a couple of places that were a little too high end for our dates in the past or taking some of our friends without really thinking about, you know, that it was going to be expensive. Like I got us into a really badass restaurant on a group date that we went on with some friends and I happened to know somebody. So I got us like primo seating, primo restaurant. It was just amazing. But I didn't stop to think about what this dinner was going to cost everybody. And I kind of felt bad after it was over that I walked everybody into an expensive dinner. And maybe they didn't ask. They didn't ask. They didn't know. And, of course, everybody certainly paid their way. But I still felt bad about it after it was over. I, you know, and I understand that and I appreciate the fact that you acknowledge that. I don't think at the time anyone there minded. I think they were very appreciative of the experience. But it's that is food for thought for future use. And we're not extravagant people by nature. We were excited because it was a opportunity we'll probably never have again. Yeah. It did timing just happened to work out and, you know, we don't call in favors very often. It was offered and we took, took the option. We did, you know, we're not sorry. We did. It was a badass restaurant. It was very badass. A once in a lifetime thing. Yeah. It was really, yeah. really good. So it was not bad, but let's talk about some other like dates and ideas for these guys. Cause now sure. that we're past groundhog day, you know, something that might be interesting and notice we didn't say first dates because these dates could be first dates, but they can also be somewhere that you go after yes. to get out of that groundhog day. Yeah. And you know what I think is great that we started this conversation because I, in my slutty summer uh, research and, and, and passion here, I'm also looking to have some fun with these people. The dinner drinks is fine. And of course, sex is on the table and great in the whole purpose but i want to also have fucking fun doing it so i'm gonna take some of the advice we're giving and try to apply it to my slutty summer oh, we'll that see how it goes cool. yeah i'm very excited all so. right so we're the first one up this is what you're gonna do with one of your boy dates okay. i can't wait for this I, okay i don't think so you don't think you're gonna do this no no you and me baby ain't nothing but mammals no <laughs> you can go to the dog park <laughs> yeah i'm talking about the dog park. yeah you can go watch dogs hump each other i the actually whole time. love this Bad for me because, one, I get very distracted by other animals because I think they're cute and amazing. Two, I love my dogs, but they're not well-behaved around other dogs, so I don't know that that's a good option. Unless they have a dog and that's well-behaved, I don't know that that's going to be a good one for me. It might not be, but so what we're talking about is a dog park for a swinger date. Why not? Why not? Why not meet up with another couple, take your dogs, let them go act like a-holes and run around and have some fun in a place where you can talk, have some laughs, and it's a very casual, low-pressure environment. And who doesn't love dogs? Yeah, and it's another option for people, which we've met, that don't drink, right? Yeah. So this takes the the drinks off the table. And let's let's be honest, not everyone wants a high-caloric, you know, What about packing weekend. a picnic and going to the dog park? Yeah, that's true. That's a great one. Right? And also people who like dogs... Usually pretty good people. Usually pretty good people. Cat yeah. people, you guys suck. <laughs> no, they don't. Just saying. They're just a little weird. A little bit. 
pointy on five ends. Yeah, not good. Uh, I just kidding. I like cats. <laughs> I like pussy. <laughs> what about like something sporty? Like, what if like they're athletic or or we're athletic? Well, and you could do a lot of things from a sporty perspective, but not everybody's going to be great at the sport you're great at. So inviting them to your volleyball club, for example, if you're not six feet tall and Helga smash a volleyball, then <laughs> you're probably not going to be great at volleyball and it's not going to be okay. something that works for you. Correct. I'm 5'5". Five five. Okay, so, so Mallory's 5'5", five five and she cannot Helga smash a volleyball. I cannot. So this probably not going to be good for her, but how about something that everybody either sucks equally at or can have fun doing that you don't have to be a pro to do? One that came to mind for me was Frisbee golf. That's actually a really good one. It's kind of popular down here in Florida, so it, that would be a great option, right? Mm -hmm. That um, They have cornhole tournaments around here too. Uh, I see, cornhole is one of the sports that fat guys can be good at. Like it's, it's on the short list. Well, and for me, I would love to think I'm athletic. I love being active. I am not an athlete. My hand-eye coordination is not great, but I can get by with cornhole. Now, actual golf, forget about it. See, she says this, but she can give a blowjob and a handjob at the same time like nobody's business. Yeah, but I can't drive a stick either, though. Oh, so, well, you drive mine just fine. <laughs> you know what I mean. No, you cannot drive a stick shift. It's fucking hilarious it's watching awful. you drive. But now, I think Frisbee golf it would actually make a pretty cool swing yeah. day because you can suck at it and still have fun yeah. doing it. So what about axe throwing? I think oh. that's a great one. See, the problem with axe throwing, though, is you made me very nervous because you're an assassin. I didn't know how good I was until it happened, and now I definitely want those fucking ninja stars. I'm I think I'd be very amazing. concerned in the kitchen around you. Yeah, and it's fun, and, you know, you get your endorphins going and your adrenaline. and You know why axe throwing is a great one? Because there's one in every city in fucking America now. They're all, I mean, They're every major city's got one. Yeah. And well, hell, Sapphic liked it so much. They joined like some league, didn't they? They're in an axe throwing league. So yeah. now they're like, we have lesbian assassins now. Yes. That's just what the world needed. <laughs> they're on my team for the <laughs> sure. apocalypse. I'm just saying. Stomp on my rainbow. You're dead. <laughs> Bam. That's it. Uh, well, and like, yeah. Yeah. All right. What about, so the, what you kicked my ass out on our first day? Yeah. Pool and darts. Yeah. Do people still do that? Because we haven't done so. it in so long. Like, I would actually have to Google, like, a pool hall or billiards room near me. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think the problem with pool halls is that they're a little seedy in a lot of a lot of cases. Okay, that's fair. And so I think what you look for is you look for a good bar that also has a pool table and darts. You really kind of have to know your area that you're going to. That's true. Because pool halls tend to be just... Not they can awesome. be, they can be, but I will say, like, I am in need of a good biker bar. I, I grew up, you know, in, you know, West Coast of Florida, and there was at least two of them that we would frequent because they were the pool halls at the same time, but they were also biker bars. So, like, I had an established comfort level there. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know if that would translate. I think you and I are both comfortable in dive bars and biker bars well, or something yeah. like that because we both kind of grew up in that environment. Yeah. And honestly, bikers are some of the coolest fucking people you'll ever meet. So, I got no issues with it. As a matter of fact, there's a shitload of bikers that are swingers. Yes. So, I mean, that's, that's one true. of the things I've continually heard about Sturgis is that there's the swinger contingent is over the top up there. I'm not recommending Sturgis for a date, by the way. Just saying that that was definitely a thing. And what about um, another one? And we identified a couple of these near us, and we still have yet to do it, are these fucking arcade bars. Oh, arcade bars are the yeah. tits. And I'm not talking about Dave and Busters. That's no. family friendly. That's I'm not saying that they're 
off the table per se, but we'll talk about them later. But like ones that have the nostalgic games, kind of like we saw in the museum when we were down in Austin. Oh yeah, right? 80s, they have, like Double Dragon and Pac-Man yeah. and yeah. Yeah, and they have, a you know, liquor and bar food and whatnot, but it's and no, no kids. kids. Yeah. Yeah, so you got a, basically a good environment, hang out with your people, play some games, be a little competitive. Because you know what? When you and I go in places like that, no matter what couple we're with, we're playing skee-ball. Oh, 100%. Or um, what's it called? Uh, air hockey. Yeah. Well, you, busy, you get hockey. busy about air hockey after a while. I get though. competitive. I, yeah. I, even when I suck, I'm, and I know I suck, I'm competitive at pinball. I want the highest score. Like, <laughs> You're awful I need to play to. games with. But I think it's fun because... You you can't take yourself too seriously and put yourself in that environment because that environment's literally built for a 12-year-old. So for an adult, a middle-aged adult to have fun in that environment is sexy to me. Oh, so, yeah. And, of course, saying. you can drink beer the whole time that you're there. And I mean, some of the 100%. ones are really, really neat. I mean, there's one in, in Richmond, Virginia, where they have all the beers on tap on the wall, and you can go up and just get whatever you want with your little card, and it actually just... it keeps track for you and then you when you leave you pay your bill it's really cool oh yeah there's a t and there's a ton of places that actually have that operation by the way that you have a, a card that you refill yeah. most yeah. of them are breweries that i've been to though mm -hmm. this was an arcade bar that had that plus you know a bunch of video games and shit so that was really cool yeah. what about you know speaking of sporty like hiking and you know what you don't have to be an athlete to hike either there's well, yeah we call that walking <laughs> exactly this is walking off a this a, is walking on a, dirt this is walking on dirt versus <laughs> pavement or a sidewalk and no matter where you live in this country there's probably a beautiful hiking trail somewhere not too far from you whether sure. it's inland beachside mountainside like there there's tons of them there's hell there's one down the road from us yeah. We live in the middle of nowhere and there's a hiking trail. I had no idea. It goes around a lake. And you see, the neat part about hiking, though, is it's really easy to transition hiking to fucking in the woods. Do we want to do that? Why not? Okay. Mosquitoes. Oh, yeah. I don't want to get bit on the nuts by a mosquito. <laughs> that would not be cool. Just me scratching my nads no, all the time. But I will say that, again, it gets your blood you know, flowing and moving and gives you the opportunity to have conversation and, and talk about you know things. And, it, and there's a lot of people in this world that, hiking is like a, a pastime for them, like a hobby. So, yeah, not unusual. I think it's amazing. And it applies to every state I can think of, right? Yeah, pretty much. You can walk on dirt anywhere in this great nation and <laughs> anywhere in the world for our listeners that are outside the United States. You too can walk on dirt and call it hiking. Awesome. So what about like a, this is something I've wanted to do and haven't pulled the trigger on, um, is the murder mystery dinner or like the murder mystery dinner train. I, th I think it would be a cool experience, and I think it it could translate to a good first date, too. I think it probably could. I mean, we kind of did that with Euphoria, right? So, yeah, we did that. We went up to Toledo for an event they had, and they actually did this dinner that was 80s-themed, and everyone had, like, a pseudonym for, like, an 80s, like, character or artist or musician or, or whatever. I and still was, have my and cross. And it was a lot of fun, and what I loved about it is there were people at the event that we didn't know, and it got, it allowed us to get to know them a little better. It kind of made you super comfortable really fast. Yeah, I think it did. I really loved just the idea that they gave us our characters ahead of time and let us really embody the characters and really become that character for the event and think about what you were going to do and what sort of little idiosyncrasies you were going to bring to it. What I like about that for a swinger date, if and when you get to do that sort of thing, is if you can do that, it really lets you show your creativity and your personality to the other couple. Makes you endearing. 
Sure. Sure. And even in the ones that you don't dress up in and be in character necessarily, right, that you don't you don't show up prepared for, mm-hmm. it allows, especially the introverted people, that, that that may scare them, the the preparedness and, like, being verbose and in character that may be a little much for them at first. But showing up to dinner like that, usually those introverts are really great at problem solving. So you get to learn a little more about them, and they kind of feel a little more comfortable in that area, per se. So... And it's not walking on dirt. So back to the drinking events. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Um, Another bar. Yeah. Speakeasies are on the rise. Like you're seeing more and more of them. We just had one open up 25 minutes from our house, which we're super excited about. And those tend to be a really neat experience. Yes, it's framed around drinking, but they tend to have very unique atmospheres and the ability to have conversation. And if you guys have decided or have been talking online and maybe you're bourbon enthusiasts like we are, or maybe you're into craft beer mm-hmm. or wine. You know, wineries and distilleries are another great option as well. Oh, they really are. And, you know, when it comes to speakeasies, you know, it's funny because the one we went to in Austin was really loud. Like, I was really astonished at how loud it was inside. Mm-hmm. That's Most true. of the speakeasies we've been to are a little more conversation focused. So it makes them a really good date. And also you get a nice dark corner usually in a speakeasy if you can think, score that. Yeah, and I think that's the only downside. They tend to have, you know, very low lighting for the ambience, which in one hand is very sexy and for me makes that transition to sexy time a lot easier. Um, but, but if you've never met them before and you meet them at the speakeasy, it's kind of like me meeting them at a strip club. You're like, it's really dark. I have no idea what you actually look but like. But it's also not loud though. And I, they're not so dark that you can't necessarily see them. I guess it depends on the event, but I wouldn't take them off the table for a first date. Yeah. It really depends on the place. Maybe you need to go scope it out first. Now, this one's a little dangerous. Trivia night at a bar. <laughs> That's not a good first date. You and don't I'll, think so? I think it's a great date, but they have to know me. I'm fucking competitive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think they need to see that side of me right away. So I think if you're hyper competitive or if you're just like, look, I know I'm stupid. Don't take me to trivia night because I don't give a shit <laughs> about it, what colors yeah. on the flag or on France's flag. I right? was going to say, if it has to do with music, I'm totally in. Yeah. 80s, 90s, like pop culture, I'm totally Geography, in. Geography, you are fucked. I am fucked. <laughs> I can't leave my house without Google Maps. You are <laughs> like, so fucked if it's so geography. bad. Uh, what, where were we talking about the other day? Carmen you, San Diego. Yeah, and you said Cameroon. And I said, is that in Turkey? Yeah, you did say that. You asked me if Cameroon was in Turkey, and I'm like, that may be a cookie they eat in Turkey, but no, it's in fucking Africa. Oh, my God. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> it was entertaining, you, though. For my birthday, you need to buy me a globe <laughs> so I can look at it every day. I was I was entertained, though. It was pretty good. You know, so I'm going to... I think the next one is right up your alley, I do, and I want, I've been wanting to do this for so long, and we meant to do it with uh, Derek and Jess when they're here. This is fucking happening. I want to do something dancing-related, and it just so happens we live, you know, in a quote-unquote, like, country atmosphere, so there's line dancing lessons around here. I line dance with my grandmother as a kid, and I can't say that it's necessarily sexy, but I think it would be fun, and fun and laughter is sexy, um, or a ballroom dance class or really any dance lesson-esque I think would be a good time. I'm looking at you and you look like I'm speaking another language. I just <laughs> don't think that anything that requires me to show my complete lack of any sort of, uh, I don't know, coordination 
is just not going to be good because these women are going to look at me and go, Jesus, he's got two left feet. The top moves one direction, the bottom moves another. I'm not fucking him. He's not going to be able to do the horizontal hula. I think you're wrong. I think it'll be charming. I think you're better at it than you're giving yourself credit for. You know what? Just give me a pogo stick and I'll just do that to the music. That'll look good. (laughs) You can snap your fingers or clap your hands and you can dance. Uh, I can't do either. (laughs) I literally look like the white guy from Hitch. (laughs) I was like, "Uh, uh, uh, uh." it's not good. (laughs) Me dancing, always bad. You know what I'd rather do? I'd rather rent a boat and have a lake day and drink some beer and get fucked up. Actually, I think lake days are good. Now, renting the boat could be a little pricey depending on what it is and where it is. Or maybe, you know, someone actually in the group has a boat. I think that would be a great adventure. Yeah. So, that see, that that's the ticket here, folks. If you want to be a great swinger, buy a boat. <laughs> yeah. I just started talking to a single guy and he's got a pool and a boat. The first thing I said is, oh, my God. We're going to have so much fun. So essentially, I've invited myself over to his house to use both his pool and his boat. He doesn't know yet. Well, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he showed you like that he had a pool and a boat because he didn't want you to come over and use it. I think he wants me to come over naked. That's it. Oh, yeah. And, and then it. you won't even get out to the boat yeah. the pool. That's True. what he's after. Okay. We know what this motherfucker is. But after. I mean, a lake day. So we live in Central Florida. We have a lot of, like, the chain of lakes, several chains of lakes that aren't too far from us. And you can actually go to a park or a beach and spend the day at the lake. It's probably not the sexiest date to transition to sex. But it does afford you an opportunity to get to know each other, maybe have a picnic. Maybe there's, there's, I've heard there's a nude beach on one of the lakes out here. I have, no I have yet to find out where. Isn't that the island or something? Is I, that what we heard? Yeah. I, someone told there's us. There's an about island it. full of monkeys, too. And that's actually real. Okay. So, <laughs> what? apparently, a bunch of monkeys escaped on this island and they created a colony and there's a whole island full of fucking monkeys. Is it actually Orlando. just a bunch of swingers that have like decided that that's their compound now? Maybe they grew body hair. Maybe that's what happened. <laughs> but there is an island full of monkeys down All there. Right. So, now you know a thing, folks, about <laughs> Central Florida. Well, and speaking of, we also have a lot of springs down here. So, ca- kayaking, canoeing, like anything water related uh, in Florida specifically is really convenient to do because you have, you know, access to fits it, with no beach way. day too right because yes. i mean that way everybody's kind of in their swimsuits and you get to show off a little bit yeah you kind of get the preview because pictures are one thing but being like real life and being a little more scantily clad like that for me that's wonderful because then i get you know the the actual preview before the clothes come off especially mm-hmm. if it's a, like a first date opportunity there and for me that's great foreplay too you can take and, the ladies for a walk yeah and i've been you know so bold as to request like maybe a first date be uh the nude beach because we're not far from a naked beach sure so all right so just because we're gonna run out of time here before too long i'm gonna kind of fast forward to one of our favorite swinger dates that we've ever done <gasps> we did this with uh derek and jess who are from Iowa. You guys know who they are. Uh, we're really sorry to be talking about fucking Iowa again, but this is a... I think really people are going to think these are the only people we have sex with. I think that's <laughs> what they do think, but it's not true. But we we had these guys come out to visit us here in Orlando, and we planned an evening with them uh, that we called Assholes Fashion Show. Yes, and this is a great event, and it's definitely more comfortable if you know each other, but if you really want to up the ante and, like... For someone to really come out of the shell, I think it's a great opportunity. I don't know if it's a good first date. I, yeah, you know. Unless you really got some balls If you're that bold, if you're that bold, by all means, go for it. So essentially what you do is you go in with a budget, you know. We started at 20 when we first did this one. I think we did 25 this last round. 
I think we actually needed 30. We did. Per person. So I show up with 30. You have 30. The other couple has 30. So it's not the cheapest date per se, but it's still a lot of fucking fun. Oh, it's hilarious. So you go to a thrift store, Goodwill, Salvation Army, whatever, wherever they have an immense amount of uh, apparel. You draw names at random. The person's name you draw, you're responsible to dress for the evening. You stay in budget and everyone has to wear their outfit the entire evening like it's fucking normal. Like it's perfectly normal. Perfectly normal. Nothing is wrong. I realize that I'm dressed in a bra and a grandmother's sweatpants, but it's fine. Yeah, I had like lounge pants and an 80s style like bolero jacket. It was not cute. You and Jess looked... We reasonably looked, normal. We like, looked like we old. were... You look like you're in a Golden Girls episode. Well, I was going to say, do you remember, what was it, 9 to 5 with Dolly Parton and what's-her-face? No, Lily I'm, not, Tomlin. I'm not old enough to remember Lily that. Tomlin, fuck you, yes you do. You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> All we needed was really teased hair, and we looked like we were the sequel to oh. that. Um, I you dressed guys, Derek as a Pokemon trainer. You did. He, well, awesome. he looked like a Pokemon trainer that was giving the color commentary on, like, the Masters. Well, yeah, because he was wearing had, a bright green jacket. Bright fucking green little bean jacket. I have no idea how you found that there. But anyway, it was, it, was, it was amazing. Now, we did pair that with the game terms and conditions, which was outstanding. Which, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about it another time. But I think that was an awesome for the awesome date overall. It was an amazing date, they, and it was hilarious, yeah. and it was a lot of fun. And, yeah, everyone ran, ran into that had questions. They were very entertained as well. So let's talk about a couple of fails before we dip out for the segment today. Uh, the fails are kind of important because these are dates that just didn't work, right? But keep in mind, we're talking about for us and we're casual. We go on dates to get to know the other couple better than we would if we just went to play. This isn't going to apply if you just want to see them dress sexy before you go somewhere to fuck. And that's cool if that's what you do. Yeah, absolutely. If you're But if you're looking for more conversation and connection, we would eliminate these from your list. Yeah. So zero out of 10 would not recommend. First one on our list for bad swinger date is? Strip clubs. 100%. Been there, done that. We lived very close to West Virginia. And they are nude as the day is long and serve alcohol. And oh, yeah. there's hundreds of them. So at first glance, you're like, this is a great fucking of idea. Of course, it's sexy time. But what we noticed is every time we went... It was just, seeing the girls was fun, being there was fun, yeah. but, like, I didn't feel sexy. No, but you're afterwards. focused on them, yeah. not on each other, number exactly. one. It's loud as shit. You can't hear each and other. And they always try to talk to you, and you end up yelling. Yes. And I don't like yelling. Yelling actually sets off my fight-or-flight instinct. Yeah. I don't like that. So it's loud, it's dark, and I'm going to tell you something else about strip clubs, folks. Dancers... Don't like when you're not paying attention to them. Yes. So it, they're there it's to make rude, money. Right. So if you're turned around and you, if you're the center of attention, if you're the girls, let's say that the two girls of the two couples are kissing and, and hanging out and being sexy and sitting in each other's laps and touching each other, playing with each other's tits. And now all the customers are looking at you guys. You're actually taking attention away from the dancers. It's a bad thing. It's yeah. actually a bad form. It's not good strip club form. Yes. It's not good for them. It's not good for you. Go somewhere else for your swinger dates. Yeah. It's um, a, a huge faux pas for another girl to dance in a strip club unless you're being asked to or encouraged by the strippers themselves. Hundred fucking yes. percent. That is a bad one. Um, another one's concerts. Yes. Now, this one is, is probably an us thing. We've done a hun hundreds of concerts where we've had swingers there with us. Yes. And we've had a great time. 
a, an amazing time, but I think only once has a transition to sex or had the intention of sex transitioning. Well, we've done so, so many big like tailgate events. We've done part, you know, ones where we've had people come and join vanillas. We've had vanillas and swingers in the same place. Um, we've taken swingers to concerts. Why are concerts bad? Because they're loud and they're slam ass full of vanillas. Yeah, that's true. It's just not necessarily the best place to have a, a swinger date. But that said, here's another one. Speaking of loud, sporting events. Yeah, going to like football games and stuff. That's hard. Again, we've done it, but it's NASCAR just... NASCAR races. Yeah. Actually, both times, they... Actually, not... We've been more than twice. I yes. want to say five or six times. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, every fucking time, we've Bail. been there with a couple, and they've argued. Yes. Again, is this an us thing or whatever, because it's between like the stress of the traffic that's associated with it, um, whether your team is won or lost, the distance to get there, the expense. Like, there's a lot of different complications that can arise. Sporting from events, events make couples fight. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Again, they're loud. And by the way, you can't look at each other. You sit in a row. So you sit so you can see what's going on, yeah, not each other. You can only speak to the person to your left and right. Same thing with a concert. Yeah. You can't speak as a group. So Unless if, you're on the lawn. And then you're being an asshole because you're turning around talking to each other and not paying attention to the artist who's there to entertain which you. Which I've threatened to fight people over before. Yes, you did try to kill a couple prostitutes at the House of Blues. <sighs> I was there. Anyways, not my proudest moment, but I don't also regret it. So. You know, speaking of, they're just like strip clubs are bad. Swinger clubs. And uh, I know we're going to fucking get hosed for this one but for dates i think swinger clubs are too challenging for me unless we're going with the intention of fucking and we've already established that then fine but to get to know someone to to bring like the sexy ambiance in most of the clubs are way too fucking loud they don't have very few have an area where you can sit and hear each other yeah and, and I, I, for a while secrets was good about that because you could at least leave the club and go outside yeah but, you know, I think a lot of clubs, especially if they're self-contained, they're just so goddamn loud, number one. Number two, you know, what if you don't want to have the expectation that it's going to lead to play? If you're at a swingers club. You want to leave it open-ended, yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay, and like, okay, well, maybe there's a lull in the conversation. Everybody goes, hey, you guys want to get downstairs? Well, and it also no? comes to mind, like, unless they're already a member there, that could be a very expensive date because most uh, swinger clubs require you to purchase a membership of some degree. Ooh, that's a good point. And it could be costly. Yeah. So it's another ready to consider- drop three hundred dollars. Yeah. On an it, that that's over. definitely a consideration to make. Another one that I've been wanting to do, but I think it actually goes on this list is an escape room, because that's a very high pressure um, environment to potentially be in, and I think it could reveal you know this you know essential barometer of whether or not they have a healthy relationship uh-huh yeah i was gonna say if you want to watch people fight take them to an escape i think room. it may be borrowing trouble hey if you're a swinger and you've been on a first date that was an escape room and it went well please let us know yeah right tell me maybe, why maybe it went and here's the thing like on its face escape rooms could be great for swingers because we're all fairly solid communicators yeah however it's just a really quick place for things to go left so escape rooms to me could be really good or really bad. Yeah. But I've just, I've seen coworkers get in fights. I've seen, you know, people who love each other get in fights in escape rooms. They just, eh, there's there's a lot of downside well, also, to match the upside. Also me being very competitive, I don't want to come across as an asshole. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, that's true. Especially when you're yelling at me hey, and telling me I I'm an a, idiot. I got a question for you. Because mm. we, I found out we have one nearby. What about a drive-in movie? Drive-in movies are cool, do you think that would be a good or a bad date? Well, I think it's a bad date because, again, you're there to be entertained. 
So let's say one person is really into the movie and the other three are like, meh, I'd rather talk to you guys. So now three people are talking while one person's trying to watch the movie. See, I, I get all nostalgic because I really want to make out and get felt up. So you don't, <laughs> I, you I don't necessarily go, you care. You want to go to get fucked. You don't want to go to watch the movie. I want to go to foreplay. Okay, so maybe, but you have to pick a movie nobody gives a shit about. Okay. And again, that's a family-friendly place, so you got to pick a spot. That's true. That's not near okay, families. Okay, so maybe it does Which is why we said no family-friendly, right? No Chuck E. Cheese, probably not Dave and Buster's. Oh, gross. Who would go to Chuck E. Cheese? Hey, I know some fucked up people that love skee-ball a lot. <laughs> she just said hi <laughs> that's pretty funny how about you know and, and as we kind of wrap this up anywhere that's super expensive is probably a bad swinger date for the same reasons we talked about earlier yeah you know just you know not everybody's going to be willing to drop five or six hundred bucks on a date night well let's be honest and that shit adds up and 500 quick like even for us like a special occasion date night i cringe when we get up into that price point like that's just it's a lot of fucking money Mm-hmm. Like you have to play it conservatively, especially if you're out there dating on a frequent basis. And I, I think you're right. Not everyone's comfortable with, you know, comfortable with that. So anyway, yeah. I digress. Oh. But one last point before we move on to the segment. Sure. Um, we, <laughs> I feel like we need to put like this out there as a PSA. When you're considering traveling with a swinger couple, please, 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 I beg of you, use caution. We have seen... This happened to us a few times where it's changed our perspective on the relationship we have with them based on that. So. Oh, God, yes. It's terrifying, yeah. frankly. Uh, I mean, you get with a couple, let's say it's a road trip and it's a few hours away, and you're like, okay, you guys drive, and you climb in the car with somebody that you don't know that well, and you find out they have horrible road rage. Yeah. Been there, done that. Very, It, it reveals some very uncomfortable, pot- well, potentially uncomfortable situations and personality traits that you're just not prepared for that early and on. Now you're stuck and you're yeah. hours from yes. home and you got to ride back with that motherfucker who has tried to kill everyone in the car three times in the last four hours. Yeah. Yeah, it's it can be very, very uncomfortable. So when traveling with people, you know, look at the situation and what the potential situations could be before you find yourself in a situation that you regret being in. Amen, brother. So some good dates, some bad dates, all the dates are fun and whatever you do, keep swinging, right? Don't stop just because it's difficult because your style and their style have to match. And honestly, if your styles match, any of these dates are a good date. Yeah. And they, at a minimum, they have to be complimentary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if everybody's having fun, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be playing Monopoly, which I will not do because that game takes too fucking long. I think Strip Monopoly is on the table, though. All right. Well, look, I always knew you would do it for money. I just didn't know it was play money. Hey. Hey, everybody's got a price. (laughs) Yours just happens to be I will lay ass naked across the board if you make it rain. Hey, baby. All right. You want to tell everybody where to find us one last time? We'll come back with a little bit of swinging in the news. Sure. We're Casual Swinger everywhere. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Uh, Send us a message at podcast.casualswinger.com. And if you want to find our website, it's casualswinger.com. We are on the dating sites. If you want to get to know us just a little bit better, that is Double Date Nation, SDC, SLS, and Cassidy. There it is. Folks, we'll be right back with swinging in the news. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. Casual Swinger, I am Maddie. You are, and I 
and Mickey. Did I say that right? I think I got tongue twisted. Mallory. Mallory. That's anyway. very sexy of you. Mm, maybe. I don't know. You can try Doubtful. it later. Anyway, so uh, we haven't done this segment in a while. We're going to cover swinging in the news. And I-, <laughs> I love it. It's like uh, breaking news. Yeah, right. It's not really breaking. This news is like almost two months old. Yeah, but I, we found it and hadn't had an opportunity to talk about it. And I actually love this. And I'm very interested to get your opinion on it being, you know, you have a journalist background. Yeah. So let's let's tell our listeners uh, about what's her name, Louise Fisher. Her name is Louise Fisher. She is a Danish journalist who decided to go check out the reopening of a swingers club in Copenhagen. And I'm sure I'm pronouncing Copenhagen wrong. Uh, if you're Danish, you probably pronounce it slightly differently. But she went to a club in Copenhagen. Instead of just talking about what the club was purported to be, she found out for herself. So she had sex. She had the sex. At the Swinger Club for the story? And recorded it. Jesus. Yeah. And I mean, it was audio, but yeah, I mean, it, ostensibly it was for the is story, she, but she's single. I was going to say, is she a swinger? Uh, no, she'd never done any of this before. She went there to cover the reopening and and maybe, you know, how they were handling COVID and the reopening, all of that. And it became something that she said, all right, I'm going to try this. I'm single. There's hot guys here who want me and I'm a little horny. Why not? So is her follow-up uh, article on STIs? Or <laughs> That's just curious. <laughs> no, she doesn't want to try that. Right? She's going to avoid that if she can. But sorry, you know, here's the thing. This happened a couple of months ago, and it dominated the headlines. I mean, it was on. It was on fucking Fox News. It was on everything. It was in every major outlet. Why? Why was it on every major vanilla news outlet in the world? Who gives a shit? that a Danish woman who happens to be a journalist went to a swingers club and recorded it. So you told me that, and I, I Googled it a little bit to kind of see what like other people's reactions to it were, and it's almost like they were uh, bastardizing her for embedding herself in it, right? Did you yeah, read it the same way? I did. And you gave some great examples. Well, and here's the thing. So a lot, and a lot of these, and I read it on probably 20 different outlets, and you know, a lot of these outlets will let you comment which really invites trolls to open their mouths and talk about shit they have no right talking about. But in this case, people were commenting and kind of bastardizing her for trying to get famous or trying to get attention for herself and by having sex as part of her story. But they're totally comfortable with influencers as a profession. They're totally comfortable with influencers. Okay, they're just totally asking. comfortable with all of the left-wing journalists coming out lately and saying that journalism is no longer fair and balanced and unbiased. It hasn't that they don't that have way. to be anymore. It hasn't been that way since the 80s. Which I think is a least. crock of shit personally as a journalist. I think you guys have fucking failed and deserve to have your credentials taken away. But that said... Why is it wrong for a journalist to go the mile, extra mile to get a story? Why is it okay for journalists to embed themselves in a military unit and tell the story of people being killed? Why is it okay for journalists to be among rioters and protesters shouting alongside them as they tell the story? Well, if that's not okay for her to experience a swingers club with her own eyes, her own words, her own feelings, her own body, why is the rest of that okay? Because See, sex. I was going to say, it has the, the only thing I can could have thought of was the fact that it was sex forward yeah because and sex because sex even in denmark is taboo enough to make worldwide news it's not okay for her to actually be a part of the story now in journalism school one of the first it is things kind of crazy us, that she recorded the audio though it is crazy and one of the <laughs> first things they tell it. us is don't be the story yeah tell the story yeah 
right? And and what's what we're supposed to do. But she told the story from her own eyes with her own body and the audio. I think, you know, the audio was really cool because she actually asked the guy while he was fucking her, what did he see? Yeah, I was reading the, yeah, and she, he said, what a delicious woman. And he said, I see a delicious woman. Okay, yeah. that's hot. <laughs> yeah. I For what? But wow. like in the commentary, and I'm sure you're going to put this in the show show notes they said the x-rated segment focused on the reopening of the swingers club right so x-rated right yes because you could hear like the body slapping in the audio well so they must have been in one crowded ass group room if they were hearing multiple bodies going at it i mean it's hard to say where they were what they were experiencing we've never been to this club in denmark my issue with it and the reason why i felt it was worth us covering is because we still no matter where you are in this world Journalists can do one thing and it doesn't apply to sex, right? And as people, we can do so many things that are perfectly okay until it applies to sex and then it's not okay. I don't fucking get it. It doesn't make any sense to me and I don't think it's all right. Because, you know, the the world as a whole is still uncomfortable with it. You know, sex is not supposed to be talked about. But it's so critical in our health as a whole. Like, when you think about it, like... I don't know. I it, I'm befuddled by a lot of things that happen, but I love. I'm still reading some of the the comments. Yeah. It's like the the quotes, and she was saying like obviously because she didn't have a boyfriend, this it made it a lot easier. And I'm sitting here wondering, well, yeah, having a boyfriend would complicate the fuck out of that, wouldn't it for you? Well, no, she'd just have to take him with her. Yeah. And now they've got some communication issues. I got to get over yeah. this month. Now in this case, she's single. So Let's fuck. Go fuck. The other quote in here. Verbatim says, my mother just thinks it's funny and laughs. My father thought it was really cool when she was explaining because someone had the fucking gall to be like, well, what do your mother and father think of this? Like she has to report for her behavior up to a higher power, not just, you know, religion, but her parents. Right. How dare you have sex? Your parents would be so ashamed that you did the same thing that got you here in the first place. (laughs) Right. Uh, how could I you? Just, I'm, I, I don't know. You know, I have to I'm be careful so with these swinging in the news segments because I, it really kind of quickly turns into what grinds Mickey's gears. <laughs> you know what grinds my gears? <laughs> like, I mean, it's it really is what they turn into. And I, I don't know how to express how I feel about some of these subjects without really injecting myself into it. And as a journalist, I do see what they're doing. And it's not okay. As a sex positive person, it's not okay. So it's not okay with either side of me. Yeah, that's fair. And I do think that we can be better and we can do better. And if we're going to comment on this stuff, maybe it's important for us as sex positive people to comment positively to counteract what these trolls and these people do to make people feel like their sex positivity is not okay. Maybe that's what it's going to take. I think I have to agree with you. And that's all, folks. I'm done. (laughs) That's all I got to say about that. Well, I think that's all the time we have today. That is pretty much it. It's been an hour on swinger dates, 51st dates, fucked up things happening in Denmark. And uh, well, actually, it was really cool yeah. in Denmark. The rest of the world made it fucked up. Yeah, right. I guess I can ask everyone to wish me luck with my slutty summer and my new tits now. Yeah, wish her some luck. Throw her some love, folks. We're going to have another episode coming your way just before her surgery. So don't worry. We'll keep you updated on how everything goes and our next episode we're going to come back we're going to learn you a little bit on casual swing mm-hmm. we're going to talk about lubricant mm, all the slicky stuff and we know some things mm-hmm. you want to say bye Mallory? 
Bye, Mallory. <laughs> I love it when she talks like that. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been fun. You've been listening to Casual Screen.